The Lord, excuse me, the Lord be with you and also with you. Lift up your hearts, we lift them up to the Lord. Where the dawn of the east meets the twilight of the west and the cool of the north touches the calm of the south, the transcendent power of grace touches earth in the humility of love. Here and now where the head of the Charles reaches out to the heart of the country, we are gathered for ordered worship. We welcome those listening by WBUR 90.9 FM and now and later around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of ministry service and leadership in our midst. And as the spirit moves, when again it is possible to be here in person, we invite you to join us Sunday morning at 11. We are honored on this baccalaureate Sunday, as is our custom year by year, to have participating in our leadership, President Dr. Robert A. Brown, President of Boston University, Dr. Jean Morrison, Provost of Boston University, and our distinguished special baccalaureate uh, speaker today, about whom more later, Ms. Catherine D'Amato, whom we gladly and warmly welcome. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We are growing together in learning virtue and piety, knowing, doing, and being heart, mind, and soul. This is the day the Lord has made. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
As we gather our prayers together, first please hear these words of John Henry Cardinal Newman. We are all created for God's glory. I am created to do something or to be something for which no one else is created. I have a place in God's councils, in God's world, which no one else has. Whether I be rich or poor, despised or esteemed, God knows me and calls me by my name. God has created me to do some definite service. I have my mission. I never may know it fully in this life, but I shall be told it in the next. Somehow I am necessary for God's purpose. I am a link in a chain, a bond of connection between persons. God has not created me for naught. I shall do good. I shall do his work. I shall be an angel of peace, a preacher of truth in my own place. Whatever and wherever I am, I can never be thrown away. If I am in sickness, my sickness may serve God. If I am in perplexity, my perplexity may serve God. And if I am in sorrow, even my sorrow will serve God. Even sickness or perplexity or sorrow may be necessary causes to some great end, which is quite beyond me now. God does nothing in vain. He may even hide my future from me, but my confidence remains because God knows what he is about. Let us pray. O Lord, our God, bless today's graduates with the gift of courage and boldness. Cast out their fear and relinquish their doubt and preserve them in mind and body. Grant them boldness that they may use the talents you have given them, not just to live for themselves, but to live in service of the other, of the marginalized, of the forgotten, of the misunderstood, and of those who suffer. May they use their talents to bring healing and reconciliation and in service of whatever cause may bring you glory and bring your illumination and wisdom to the earth. O Lord, proclaim to us again the good news. Give freedom to prisoners, give hope to the despairing, give joy to the sorrowful of heart and allow your love to animate our hearts. And lastly, do for us as you have promised, as we conclude a most unexpected year. Keep your promise to us to make all things new. Amen. And if you'd please be seated. A lesson from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace 
and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. The word of the Lord.
Please join me in reading responsively verses from Psalm 19. The heavens are telling the glory of God, and the firmament proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours forth speech, and night to night declares knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words. Their voice is not heard. Yet their voice goes out through the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In the heavens he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom from his wedding canopy, and like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens, and its circuit to the end of them, and nothing is hid from its heat. A lesson from Paul's epistle to the Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, in 9 through 13. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. The word of the Lord.
Let us pray. O eternal God, bless all souls, schools, colleges, and universities, and especially Boston University, that they may be lively centers for sound learning, new discovery, and the pursuit of wisdom, and grant that those who teach and those who learn may find you to be the source of all truth. Amen. Please be seated. Again, we welcome one and all to this service of worship. May God's richest blessings be with all who graduate as they enter into this new time in their lives. We welcome as our speaker today, Ms. Catherine D'Amato. Catherine D'Amato has been in the food industry since she was eight years old, first helping out in her father's restaurant and now as CEO and president of the Greater Boston Food Bank, providing nutritious meals to the hungry, and in between lies a lifetime of service. In the 1970s, Ms. DeBato ran a small local food cupboard. She, she soon organized the area's many similar operations into a larger, more efficient food pantry program, and in 1979, created the even larger San Francisco Food Bank to supply those pantries. From there, she moved east as executive director of the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts, where she established the first food bank farm in the United States, inspiring dozens of food banks to follow suit. In 1995, Ms. Dabato assumed leadership of the Greater Boston Food Bank, which at the time distributed 7.5 million meals per year. Today, the Food Bank is a $100 million charitable organization serving 82 million healthy meals each year through more than 600 distribution sites in 190 cities and towns in eastern Massachusetts. Ms. D'Amato holds a bachelor's degree in theology, pausing here for emphasis, theology from the University of San Francisco and business management certificates from Harvard University and Smith College. She serves on the boards of trustees of Fidelity Charitable and Eastern Bank and the boards of directors of the Forsyth Institute and the Massachusetts Food Association. She continues to work to end food insecurity with the belief that fresh, healthful foods can help move people from dependency to roles as thriving contributors. On this beautiful day, will you join me in giving a warm Marsh Chapel Boston University greeting to our distinguished speaker this morning. Good morning, graduates. I, uh, it's my pleasure to be with you today, but today we celebrate you. And for those listening, uh, we celebrate you as well. It's my sincere thanks to President Brown and to Reverend Hill for inviting me to be with you here today. And it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day and a beautiful setting, even outside the chapel, but it speaks to our engagement with community and with the environment and to take care of both. So as we reflect on your accomplishments this morning, we cannot remove COVID-19 from your experience as a student, as a parent, as a son or a daughter. It has touched us all. This pervasive virus has changed our lives forever. 
Many of you have experienced sadness, disappointment, and for some of you, the loss of a loved one during this very terrible time. While COVID is a pandemic, hunger is an epidemic. Hunger is now at historic numbers in every city, state, country, and around the world. And sadly, the volatility, complexity, and consequences will be with us for years, and for some, lifetimes. The challenge we face together will require us to also recognize all the challenges your generation is now witnessing firsthand. Racial inequality, economic inequality, food insecurity, educational access, climate change, and the list goes on and on and on. The intersectionality of poverty is before us, surrounded by profound truths of inequity and injustice. If you ever doubted your ability to help, to make a difference, to make an impact, large or small, doubt no more. Now is the time to act. We each have our own journey that informs our choices. Yours will take you from this point into the future, into a bit of the unknown. As earlier noted, when I was much younger, I truly believed I was going to be a singer. And here I am, a food banker, a sagey one at that. For my entire career, I fought for justice. My experiences informed my choices, but it wasn't my original career choice. My grandparents were immigrants, and my parents were struggling at working class, and eventually opened a restaurant when I was eight, and that moved us from working class to middle class. It changed my life. The values in my family were strong. We had shelter, food, family, and friends. We were taught to always help others. In our case, this often meant feeding anyone coming to the back door of the restaurant, seeking food in exchange for work. No work required. Instead, everyone was seated at a table, treated with respect, and fed a nutritious meal. I reflect now and think that it's no wonder that I studied theology. It's no wonder that I committed my life's work to helping others to gain access to food. It all makes sense to me. Hunger is agnostic. Even in this period of extreme beliefs that polarize us, hunger has no political affiliation. It can show up at anyone's doorstep. It can happen to all of us. It can be in any city, in any state, in any country. It is prevalent on half of the US college campuses. The Greater Boston Food Bank, together with others, have worked hard to battle this epidemic. Studies indicate that one in 10 in the world are hungry, one in six in the United States, one in three in Massachusetts do not know where their next meal is coming from. And recently, the World Health Organization called hunger the greatest threat to public health. Hunger is clearly top of mind for me. And I believe that together, we can bring empathy forward to solve this problem. Yet if hunger is not what resonates for you, I ask you to take a moment and confirm 
What does resonate? What issue might have your voice behind it? What cause do you feel passionate about? What are you personally connected to? What is that one thing that has a connection to your life, to your story? I encourage you to think about this and to know it. It will present itself. It didn't make sense to me that it was that eight-year-old girl that was going to fight hunger for her entire career until much later when I was doing it. And I wanted to know, how did I get here? What happened? You can use your gifts, both those you have earned and the gifts you have been given. You can make a difference for others. And some might say you have a very unique, unprecedented opportunity in this very unique, unprecedented moment. As I look at you, I am encouraged. I see enormous potential. I see smart, capable people ready to make an impact. You think differently. You have the commitment to advance good. You care about the environment and about health and about your community. You can use technology to connect with each other and to others more than ever before. There is so much you can do if you choose to act. And as we listen to the readings this morning, they call us to do something, to know when to do, when to act. And I believe, most importantly, that this means we must fight inertia and complacency. Do not be indifferent. Be authentic. Talk to your friends, your family, your coworkers about what you care about. Give voice to those who cannot speak. Wherever you go next, back home, another city, another country, or right here in Boston, be sure to know your community. Take time to learn. As a start, consider looking at the inequities of poverty, such as racial injustice, economic injustice, food insecurity. Get involved. That's how you will learn more about how you can actually help, how you can make your community better. Share what you know and encourage others to join you in this action. The values I learned as a small child have not changed. They've evolved. I'm more aware. And I've grown in my empathy. I have seen the shame it takes to seek out help. I've also witnessed the relief that comes with the gift of understanding, acceptance, and support, and literally food. In my world, people often ask me, what frustrates you the most? It's an easy question to answer. We are not fixing something that can be fixed. Hunger is a solvable problem, yet it takes political will and public engagement to solve it. This is true about a lot of issues. Yet we certainly know with food a lot about it. We know how to grow it, transport it, store it, cook it, most importantly, eat it. We do it every day. Simply put, the answer does not require a sophisticated science or chemistry. There is no drug, no vaccine needed. 
There is a solution to cure this epidemic, food. That's why I and so many others are fighting together, working hard to secure it, to find it, and to make sure that it gets to those who need it the most. So I ask you, in this day of reflection, what will you fight for? Will you be indifferent or will you be authentic? By being who you are and using your talents for good, you can help make life better. You can make it more beautiful. You can transform and help a life and a community. And I believe you will. I am so encouraged by what I see here today at Boston University to be part of this morning ceremony and then to be a part of this afternoon. You give me hope. I told you earlier that when I was younger, I wanted to be a singer. Well, even though I chose a different career path, it turns out I can still sing. So let me leave you with a song, a Navajo prayer that I put to music years and years ago, but has always stayed with me. It's a blessing to honor all of you and the many contributions you are going to make when you leave here today back to your communities to cause and effect change. In the hours of my life, there I wander. In the hours of my happiness, I wander. Beauty before me, beauty behind me, beauty below me, all around me. In the hours of my life, there I wander. In the hours of my happiness, I wander. Beauty before me, beauty behind me, beauty below me, all around me. Make the world a beautiful place. Thank you. Please be seated.
We gather together to celebrate the accomplishments of members of our community. We give blessings to you for all that you have achieved and many more achievements yet to come. One part of your life's journey is complete. You will prepare to begin another phase that will take you to unimaginable places. As you prepare for your next journey, we hope that you remember the ones you leave behind who have loved and supported you throughout the years. We give you blessings of goodwill and love as you journey forth into the world. We thank you for the laughter and fellowship that you have shared with us and pray that as you begin your next journey, remember the times that we all have shared with you. Use those memories as a beacon to guide you on your path. Don't look back, continue only forward while using those memories to create a new path. We pray that God will give you strength and determination to develop new relationships that will help strengthen and sustain your faith. And because we are made in the image of God, we have been blessed of free will to make choices and decisions. We pray that you make wise and rational decisions, always turning to God for help. God hears, God listens, God is always with you. Do not forget that and keep in mind that God is around. And if you turn to God, God will guide you.
may the sun show warm and bright on you, your darkest night a star shine through, your dullest morn a radiance brew, and when dusk comes God's hand to you. The blessing of God Almighty, creator, redeemer, sustainer, be and abide with each one of us now and forever. Amen.